TTB Music Podcast. Hey, welcome back. Hey! <laughs> welcome back to that bit when we're thinking, we'd rather be in the pub. No, no, of course we wouldn't, seriously. It is uh, New Year after all. Yeah. yeah. We are here for uh, our and end of year. <laughs> that as well. We're here for our usual review of what's happened during the year. Um, this is the bit where people either download it a lot, or get really bored saying... Please stop talking. Please stop with the lists. It doesn't make for good podcasting. Okay. Yeah, no, to self. Yeah. He says pointing at Scott. I know, but you're thinking, <laughs> if you think that, stop listening now. Don't say that. Well, no, we've already got the listen. It's in okay. the stats, it's fine. Okay. Should we crack on then? Yeah. Now we've established <laughs> the ground rules. <laughs> so, anyway... 2015, uh, we have reviewed 60 albums. You're not going to list them all, are you? I'm not going to list them all. Oh, my <laughs> God, no. Checking. Oh, my God, no. no. <laughs> but however, we have listened to 60 albums. Uh, but we won't get on to proper stuff in a moment. But generally speaking, Pete, how have you felt about 2015? I have felt that this year was on a par with 2013 which as long time listeners will know was the golden year of the podcast it in, was in terms of music we were both very uh upbeat and chipper about that yeah. year i remember i've been very upbeat and chipper about it i mean this year has been on a roll i have to say the latter mm, two or three months maybe a dip in the quality and in terms of the list which we'll come to um i think i think they're fairly reflective of albums that perhaps we heard earlier in the year um, but actually, this year's been a pretty strong year, if not one of the strongest years. And we saw a return of lots of artists that appeared in that 2013 year. Uh, so, uh, maybe that's something to do with it. But not necessarily as well. No. Uh, uh, some general kind of things, particularly on the, on the way the albums came out, came out this year, as uh, albums and songs, in fact. I was reading an article the other day about uh, iTunes, which I believe is a popular uh, downloading popular medium of listening to music. Downloading. Yeah. Um, apparently, the best of the album of the year was Adele. Who'd have thought that? Who'd have thought? Yeah. I mean, that only came out five minutes ago. Yeah. But apparently, that was the best wow. album of the year. We didn't do that one, did we? No. Amusing, yeah. Amusingly, and I thought, and this is this will, this will probably be repeated next year by Adele, uh, <laughs> because Taylor Swift's 1989 came out around about a similar time to the Adele album last year, last year and did. Pretty much similar, sold okay. absolute shed load and became the biggest selling album of the year. Wow. Um, Taylor Swift was the third biggest selling album of the year on iTunes this wow. year, so even a year in, yeah. still outselling pretty much all new music. And what contribution did Ryan Adams make to that total? Well, maybe we shouldn't discuss that. Maybe we should. Uh, but it has to be said, uh, to prove that the critics aren't always wrong. Uh, also in the top ten was Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly. Wow. Um, which, by a country mile, it has to be said, uh, was the critics' choice. And when I say critics, I've scoured over 70 he has. 
uh, online and print and, and print reviews yeah. of albums of the year. And yeah. the Kendrick Lamar album was number one in right. most of them. And is that our one solo contribution to the top ten on iTunes? <laughs> Um, yes, I believe it is. If you don't count Lights 89 by Ryan Adams. <laughs> it is, and... Fantastic. I think, uh, yeah. We shall see if Kendrick repeats that in our list. Good. Um, and also best selling songs, perhaps less surprising, uh, that, uh, you know, Uptown Funk, Mark Ronson, Mark Ronson, Bruno Mars, yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, Shut Up and Dance, Walk, Walk the Moon, which has been a recent uh, favourite in my household. Yeah. Uh, Adele's Hello, of course, which actually I actually do, li- do like, I have to <laughs> confess. <laughs> and it did remind me, every time I listen to it, I kind of think, yeah, I definitely preferred her Bond theme. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, in fact, in fact my, my musical low poet of the year uh, probably runs something along those lines. <laughs> But then we get to things like uh, Fetty, Fetty Wap Trap Queen, which I, I'm not aware that I heard. I mean, I may have done. I may have just been not aware that that's what it's called, but that was one of the best name songs of the year. Cool. And Maroon 5 Sugar. Excellent. Yeah. It's good to see that still going. Anyway, so we should we move on to the meat? Yes, we shall move on to the meat. So as per usual, we have a couple, couple of awards to award, as it were. Um... Um, we haven't actually prepared this bit particularly, so it's going to be winging it slightly. I like winging it. Uh, so. Isn't that what we do every week? <laughs> yeah, well, this is true. Yeah. <laughs> Best, most surprising album, or genre switch album of the year award? Mmm. Uh, Scott. <laughs> Ryan Adams, 1989. <laughs> Brilliant. Because I was wondering how I was going to answer that one as well. <laughs> I had two or three in the back of my mind. Um, yeah, most surprising album of the year. Um, I have to admit, when you suggested that we, we review Ryan Adams' cover of Taylor Swift's entire 1989, I know your love of Ryan. An album at the time you weren't familiar with in its original form. No, I wasn't familiar with it at all. I'd somehow managed to bypass that one as well. Apart from shake it off at karaoke, obviously. Um... I I was sceptical, to say the least. But but I think what that album demonstrated was and how, actually, fair credit to Taylor Swift, what a brilliant record it is, yeah. lyrically speaking and musically speaking. It, well, just what a brilliant record it is. I mean, it deserves to be up there in the top three for this year, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, it's a genuinely good pop record. It's a yeah. genuinely good pop record, a classic album. The genius of Ryan Adams, and we've touched on this before, and um, I know you're a long-time fan. You've kind of brought me along in more recent times as well. Um, is that his ability to just take that record and do something completely brilliant with it and make it a classic Ryan Adams record and yet not super. Yeah. That's my way of saying I agree. <laughs> <laughs> this could be quick, kids. It could. Best shared musical activity I have for the other outside of the <laughs> podcast award. <laughs> that, me, that, that does sound a bit dodgy, actually. Now, no, now, no. Now, 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 now I've read it again. Now you've read it's it again. <laughs> 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 suddenly you're going to get some kind of Barry White going on again. <laughs> oh, ah. Don't go change and try to please me. <clears throat> um, 
uh, okay. As the the uh, as the or as the progenitor of this award, um, in my mind, I was looking for um, something that we have. Um, <laughs> I was about to say done together. <laughs> 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 or the year is ending it's descending fast um or or it's something that we have done outside of the remits of the podcast the podcast as many people will know that listen is basically two middle-aged blokes talking about six records that they've reviewed over the last month i saw this as an opportunity to grant an award to something that we hadn't done, necessarily done within the confines of the podcast most likely to be a gig but it could be something else. Maybe it was something that we both saw on the old television or something that we both listened to on the radio, either together or individually. Who knows? So it was something he did. That he so, went and he listened to the podcast. And he listened to the podcast. <laughs> and then he did. <laughs> Indeed. For me... <laughs> um, Sorry. Pete's actually got the joke. Nobody else will. No, nobody else. It's one of those annoying things when there's an in joke. Uh, yes, I apologise. Yes, Sorry, that was a terrible. That was terrible podcasting. But f so let's get outside of the podcast and actually look at what this award could be. And for me, um, and this is my nomination. You may agree or disagree. I have a backup nomination that we can agree <laughs> on. I think. Um, for me, uh, about a year ago, there was a broadcast on Six Music by an artist that we've really enjoyed over the last couple of years. And that was John Graham. Yes. And he was talking about Iceland, and he was talking about the scene in Iceland, Icelandic music, um, his influences, his current thoughts, his current musings on the, the state of the music scene there. And for me, it was just an absolute joy to listen to an artist talking in terms of a fan in things that he currently likes. And that really resonated with me, because I thought, well, that's exactly what we're trying to do. Only we're not doing it as well as this, obviously. <laughs> Yeah. So, so my nomination is John Grant on Six Music on Iceland. Is your backup John Grant on Dermot O'Leary talking about the new album? <laughs> That's one of my backups, <laughs> yes. I, I really want to give this award to John Grant, is basically what I'm saying. Uh, Go on. Yeah, no, I agree. By only other... Well, yeah. Put my teeth back in. I agree. The John Grant thing was was brilliant, uh, and if it's still available online, it's worth it's worth checking out. It was a really really fascinating uh, exploration of, as you say, just a genuine love of music and love of culture, and I mean, that's one of the things we've we've both liked about John Grant: the fact that he has it, it, there is that element to his songwriting and his music, um, as came out again in his talk with uh, Dermot Dim O'Leary. Mm. Uh, I think I think. Which was more recent. Yeah. Uh, November, I think. Yeah. Um, Pre-podcast, in fact. Indeed. Uh, I would say that John Grant definitely deserves to win the award. However, I would like to put a special mention in for two of... Well, actually, we went to a few gigs this year, but two particularly. Yeah. The Country to Country gig. Yeah. Uh, that was it. Or, or the, the, the non-Country to Country bit of the Country to Country gig, which is basically... People playing acoustic guitars, uh, which was very nice. Uh, and it was a great experience that we shared with our studio audience, who is missing. We have a, we have a kind of record of missing studio audiences. <laughs> Particularly at this time. Yeah, yes, there's usually, there's usually someone that doesn't show up. In fact, <laughs> unfortunately, for this particular one, there's only one person meant to be showing up, and they haven't shown up. But yeah. hey, 
Um, Are they still listening in Australia, by the way? Who knows? <laughs> and also, uh, Nathalie Press. Nothing okay. pra- nothing press gig, which yep. um, where she proved that the album wasn't a fluke and she could deliver yeah. it live. I say Natalie Press on two occasions needs a well, yes, here. indeed, because not only was the gig that we went to the Natalie Press gig uh, at which Ryan Adams turned up, bizarrely, <laughs> yes, but also um, she had been the support, uh, but also where she had been support to Ryan Adams earlier in the year, yeah. Um, I mean, for me, that the first time, that was the first time in which I thought, actually, this album, which is big, sweeping, orchestral, yeah, because we could we would both be concerned about whether 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 that would actually, yeah, would that work? I gel mean, I without we, the orchestras and stuff going on. We may have even been reviewing the album at the time and hadn't actually done pu- published the podcast at that point. Um, but then she did it as a rock gig. And it was just like, wow, a support act, just her, a bloke on a guitar. It was fantastic. So that's definitely up there as well. And um, I was going to mention Casey Musgrave at this point too. It's hard not to, isn't it? It's hard not to mention Casey Musgrave. Even though we're getting further and further away from Casey, maybe here we go. Yeah. Because we there wasn't any, we couldn't have been further back in the no. Royal Albert Hall no, without being outside of the Royal Albert Hall. Yeah, we were sat that, that far, was, that high up and that far back. That was a really nice show. Uh, and to see her... A few weeks later, on the um, it was either the Royal Variety. Royal Variety, yes, yeah, she yeah. was in the Royal Variety, yes. Uh, was was uh, was 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 edifying. So I think um, she recorded that before, but I I I, I don't know. I, I mean, my, my my feeling is obviously to go with the John Grant, either John Grant. Of the radio performance. John Grant. But I think as this is a shared musical activity, I wouldn't be a, I wouldn't be um, too uh, uh, um, resistant to our listeners actually sharing the award. And actually seeking out some of the other stuff we've mentioned as well. But I think it's John Grant. It is. <laughs> Good. So, Best Song of the Year Award. Oh, well, this is where I this, this is This <laughs> is where it's going to be fun. He reaches for his fan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> re- Scott reaches for list he sent Pete that he can't remember, what, wouldn't be able to remember what was on otherwise. Um, and actually, I'll, I'll just get in here and say, say before I... Yeah, go on. You go yeah, yeah, yes. That basically... The idea of this was meant to be it's obviously within the records we've listened to. Um, if it wasn't, it would be the Unthanks Mount the Air, which is a ten-minute piece of absolute brilliance. Um, again, folk mixed with kind of jazz. Should check it out. For me, it would obviously be Uptown Funk by Marvin. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Great song. Yes. Um, within the confines of the podcast, uh, there are a number of albums this year which we reviewed which actually um, didn't score highly in terms of the album but yet managed to produce one or two really good really good really good songs Um, and I'm going to mention those first before I get to my actual choice you know it's all about the bass but there's that one obviously Uh, well actually that that, that might come out I think that song might come out last year though didn't it it did technically but hey we reviewed the album this year um, one of the albums that is completely nowhere near my top 20 is the Prodigies album of this year. <laughs> More on that later. Um, but actually, the, the track Wild Frontier, to me, classic Prodigy. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, 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 yeah. all right, yeah. So that's, that's, yeah. Up there. that's up there. And, um, and the opening track to uh, Bell and Sebastian's uh, magnum opus of this year as well. Uh, it's also out there. Um, 
so for me, oh, I've got to pick one. Um, there's one track this year that I've returned to time and time again, and this is the thing. This is the best song award, but this is hardly a song. It's actually an instrumental, and it is something that has really been an absolute joy to listen to every time I've heard it, and that is Blank Masses' Dead Format. Uh, Ah. I quite like Dead Format. Yeah, Dead Format. But but Atrophies is my favourite track on the album. Yeah, I know. I know know you're going to pick something different, just to be contrarian. (laughs) But, um, But for me, that is my track of the year. As opposed to song. Well, yes, quite quite right. Um, I suppose if I was picking a track other than the one from the albums that we've reviewed, um, I would probably go for. I'd probably go, and this is, goes back to kind of what you were saying about albums that uh, didn't rate as highly as. Shall we say the critics did, um, and I would say my favourite track is possibly the night Josh Tillman came to town, Father John Misty. Oh, okay. Lyrically, very, very funny, uh, and just a really, really just cracking track. Um, so that would be my choice. Okay. And just to prove that I don't wing it and do actually do my research, um, I just realised I referred to Bella Sebastian as track one. <laughs> it was nobody's empire. <laughs> I I can't remember this is yeah I know I don't there's a song on that album that I really really love but I can't remember the title of it. We'll come back to that album yeah. I'm sure later. The best reference to Todd, Ping, and the winner is Scott once again award goes uh, to congratulations, me. Congratulations, Scott. Well me. Done. I don't I actually got quite a lot of mentions this year. You got him in, and that and that's and that's despite the fact that there were two actual albums well, to, that's, to review. That's the point. That was the, that was my point. I mean, basically, best reference to Todd in 2015. Um, you made me sit and listen to two Todd Rundgren albums this year. Yeah. How are you getting away with this? Yeah, there'll be a while before there's another one, believe me. <laughs> Good. Despite that, I think I still managed to get mentioned to him. Obviously, I got mentioned to him in at least another ten albums, I think. I I'm managed sure to, you did. I managed to mention... It feels like there's not a podcast go by, goes by now without you giving him a mention. Um, you know. Well, if all these people keep making references... I, know, I can't sound remember the last time I mentioned Depeche Mode. You know, it's, it's, it's that bad. Um, I mean, congratulations once again to you, Scott, for, for, for your collection of this award. Um, yeah, fr- frankly, if one of my Christmas presents isn't a trophy, I'm going to be really, really annoyed. You're going to be really, really annoyed. Depends what you count as a trophy. Um, but again, I have to say, and while we're on the subject, Global was a far better album than State, in my opinion. Yes. And we will come on to the, the, the other crazy one. The instrumental spin off, but we'll come back to that. Classic Gold Cobra Award for Worst Album of the Year. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> what an absolute delight it is to, uh, once again, find myself presenting this award. Uh, the the really good news is, uh, apparently, there is a new um, album. Is that? On the way. Good. Well, that's 2016, so no. Yeah. <laughs> Biscuits have got a new album coming out in uh, 2016. Something to do with elephants. Okay, good, good. I think Elephant might be singing, I don't know. Okay. So the, uh, the Gold Cobra Award for the worst album of 2016 is... It might not be. They've, re- they've released <laughs> not bad records before. It's just Gold Cobra was particularly shite, let's be honest about it. Okay. So 2015's a bit of a quandary, actually. Yeah, you say this. I, I, I decided earlier on that it wasn't a quandary for me. Ha- quandary ha- for ha- me? Having looked back, 
But it, then, it, yeah, it, I, it is deja vu. Whilst, by, whilst, yeah. whilst trying to compile a list of top 20 albums, I actually compiled a list of top 40 albums, which I realised included two-thirds of all the records we listened to this year as actually really good records. Yeah. Which is, you know... Best statement of the year. Yeah. But meant um, that I couldn't actually give it to... Um, give it to one of the 20 they didn't miss out because they actually were all alright no the Jordan Road album wasn't alright seriously <laughs> you see uh, uh, no after, after he had promised so much <laughs> it's Marauder in the right. in, in the in, in, in kind of like you know he'd reached out he'd come back everyone going oh see it's good when he's making records with the people it sounds good yeah. and then he made this album and he's got, he's got Kylie on it all these, all these people on it. it it was quite shite okay well to be honest with you I haven't nominated an alternative other than Limbiscuit get the award by default, so um, I, th- I think I think Marauder gets it. Yeah, other than that, uh, you know, I'd be tempted to say Frank Turner just to annoy Spence, but Spence, I quite like that album, so there we go. Yeah, because <laughs> it was all right. Makes the top twenty, Spence. <laughs> <sighs> it's Pete's fault. Yay! Right, moving on. <clears throat> That's the next award. I forgot what this award is. It's the best album of the 2015 award. We're there already. We're there already? My yeah. God. Unlike, unlike this year, we wrapped through it. Okay, yeah. Uh, well. This is where the list come, kids. This, this where list, but I'll do this really quickly, because otherwise, otherwise you're going to get really fucking bored. Um, um, what I'll do is, as did last, last year, I'll start by doing the albums of the year that we reviewed but based on the critics' list. So what the critics would have listed our albums in order of. Um, it's going to be quick. So, who says? 20 Marine and Diamonds Fruit, 19 Gaz Coombs, Matador, 18 Ashley Monroe, The Blade, 17 Folds, I can't remember the title of the album is, which is not the title of the album, uh, Laura Marlin, short movie at 16... 16, John Grant, Great Tickles, Black Pressure, and Casey Musgrave's Pageant Material at 14, Font Machine, How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful at 13, Churches, Every Eye Open at 12, Wilco, Star Wars, if only there was some tie-in with that going on at the moment, at number 11, uh, Blur the Magic Whip at 10, Death Heaven, New Bermuda, God, at number 9, <laughs> um, 8, Jason Isbell, Something More Than Free, 9, Deer Hunter, Fading Frontier, 6, Natalie Prass, uh, 5, one oh tricks point never again. I've forgotten the title of the album, <laughs> <laughs> which is a shame, really, given that I like it so much. Album, Not quite. Uh, four Grimes. Uh, people are now seeing a, f- a theme from the last podcast. God well, and God and Yes, yes. Uh, Grimes four Art Angels. Uh, three Tame Impala. Currents two Father John Misty. I love you, Honey Bear. And as I mentioned previously, uh, Kendrick Lamar's to Pimp Butterfly was the runaway winner in every single list humanly possible this year um fantastic we should perhaps before we get into our, our our individual quick rundowns explain why he wasn't our choice because uh, i don't think he was good enough <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the sickness of life. No. <laughs> i agree i think i i i it, for, for me the reason is it's an album that i admire a lot huh. uh, again it's some brilliant jazz uh Background music over the top the, and the raps over the top. Mm-hmm. I thought it was quite an engaging record, but overall, it's quite a long record, and there are other albums I just enjoyed more. I I I, I recall 
I really enjoyed the album in terms of the, um, the, the, the the sort of a third of the way through he introduced the, the theme, which was the um, the poem of the stanza that just kept repeating itself and getting longer all the time. I, that you know it was really engaging sort of trick that that, that that he played there, which was really good. Um, for me though, and I, I can't remember if I ranked it higher or lower. The other great rap album for me this year was Ghostface Killer. Yes, I think you ranked it lower actually. Lower on. Hmm? Sorry. Shock. Shock. Um, but yeah, no, that, that that for me was another great record in terms of in terms of a a, a story. So I reckon what we should do, just for brevity's sake, is uh, let's just do the official CTTB Top Twenty, and then we can discuss a couple of yeah. Cue the music in your head. Yes, <laughs> ones that didn't make it, or we're in our personal ones. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, we have, and again, I apologise for the fact that we've done this, because there is several joint things, so there's more than 20 in our top 20. Get over it. Joint 20th, Charlie XCX, Sucker, Grimes, Art Angels, and Frank Turner, Positive Songs for Negative People. Crikey. Well done, Spence. <laughs> I rank that a lot higher, Spence. Joint 18th, Father John Misty, I Love You Honey Bear, and Kendrick Lamar's Pippa Butterfly. Yes, that was number one and number two in those <laughs> lists. <laughs> 17, 10 point Never, Garden of Delete. 16, Tame Impala Currents. 15, Marine and Diamonds Fruit. 14, Ashley Monroe the Blade. 13, Bell and Sebastian Girls in Peacetime Want to Dance. 12, oh, Grey oh, Tickles. Pause, pause. That was actually my number one record for most of this year. Yes, it was. <laughs> so you can guess where Scott had it, because of the fact that it's now at number 13. Uh, well, it's just not proof, at number one. Proves that we disagree from time yeah. to time. John Grant, Great Tickles, Black Pressure at number 12. BC Camplight, How to Die in the North at number 10. Veruca Salt, Ghost Notes, also at number 10. Into the big ones. Blur, Magic Whip at number 9. Yeah. Number eight, Laura Marlin, short movie. Mm. Number seven, the aforementioned Rundgren, Nicolaisen, Lindstrom, Rundens. Yeah. Number six, it's 1989, Ryan Adams. Who'd have thought it? Joint four, Casey Musgraves, Pageant Material and Black Mass, Dumb Flesh. Three, Jason Isbell, Something More Than Free. Number two, Natalie Prass, Natalie Prass. Which means number one, and only, only rated by three of the 71 reviews that I read online of best of the year albums is Pete. Susan Sunfall and 10 love songs. So, this was, this does really mean a chocolate bar. What it also, what it also means, as I was, uh, discussing just the other day with someone, is the fact that I believe for the third year running, your choice of number one has actually been our number one. Wow, really? Yeah. Oh, I really do deserve a chocolate bar. All right, okay. Yeah, this was my choice. And and when you've published the combined poll prior to this podcast, um, I was amazed to see I'd come out on top again. <laughs> Who'd have thought? <laughs> this album, to me, was, um, was superb. It encapsulated everything I've liked, loved about music this year. It was experimental. It wasn't afraid to go in different directions, but somehow, not somehow, by design, absolutely kept it together. Um, it was a classic pop record. It Indeed. was a classic folk record. It was a classic operatic rock record. Um, classic, let's have random classical piece in the middle exactly. of the album record. You know, the five minutes of, um, of classical piece followed by the organ solo and another 
of the particular tracks and included for me um, I mean one of my songs of the year I didn't mention it earlier was um, was the, um, the, the the track um, Fade Away which is uh, when that album has quite a slow start and sort no, of, a sort of yeah. a slow ballady burner and then we get this classic slice of almost aberesque pop music uh, which just pulls together all kinds of um, all kinds of all kinds of themes, and then right in the middle of that, you got a microwave going off, going, bing. Yes. <laughs> and I was just at that moment. Whenever I re-listen to that record, I, just, I get such a sense of joy. I'm just like, this is why I love music because it just does beautifully random things and actually pulls it all together. And it's it's just a brilliant record and it's a fun record. And I'm not bored of listening to this record. Ditto. And also, it does contain Delirious, which should have been the Bond theme. It, it has a proto-Bond theme in there as well. Um, and, and it's just... Yeah, it's just awesome. I agree. Uh, apart from the aforementioned Ben Sebastian, uh, is, there, is, there, is there anything else from your personal... Uh, Top 30. Yes, we really did top 30s. That's, did but that's how good a year it was. That's how good a year it was. Is, 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 there, any, is there anything that... Anything uh, you missed? Um, anything, anything you want to kind of shout up for that... Well, Bell and Sebastian, we've, we've, we've touched on and clearly we, we disagree there. Um, I actually thought that was a really good record. Um, I didn't think it was a bad record. This, this, this goes back to what we were saying earlier on, the fact that it has been such a good year that we... The reason we end up with the top 30 each... Yeah. was because we were struggling to get a top 20 each. And we both have, have said that, apart from our top few albums, there wasn't much between the next kind of 20 albums. So mm. position-wise, um, whilst we did do a kind of position, you know, a proper top 30, some things that we had... For instance, I had the Bell and Sebastian album clearly lower than you did. Yeah. Um, much lower. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, much lower. And I mean, for me, I, I mentioned it a moment ago. Um, the Adrian Young presents Twelve Reasons to Die was in there, um, and also New Order, Music Complete. Um, in terms of artists returning, we had a few artists returning this year, recapturing the energy of their of their. And the fact the New Order album might have been up higher if it wasn't the fact that yeah you liked the first half of the album a lot and I liked the second <laughs> half of the album really a lot. Yeah, no, and I think that's that's fair. Um, and also, uh, I mean, Blur, you, it's obviously in there, you've mentioned it, um, I, in terms of a band that came back and did what... Uh, oh, that cliche, that cliche returned to form. Returned to form. A number of bands did this year. You go back and listen to the podcast for 2015. We mentioned this a few times, but actually Blur, I think, nailed it in terms of this is what a band sounds like when it really does return to form. Um, the Chemical Brothers... Born in the Echoes, a similar sort of theme, but I think that was a, an opinion of, of me rather than Scott. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I really enjoyed that record too. And um, one other, if I can pull one further out, was the Chelsea Wolf Abyss, which didn't make the uh, which didn't make the chart. Again, kind of Susan Sunfall light. Didn't quite reach the peaks in terms in terms of that that classic Icelandic melding with folk, melding with opera, melding with yeah. Rock. That Susan Sunford does so well. Uh, yeah, I think it's right. I, for me, um, 
I suppose I, 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 I would drop in attention to the basic, the basic camp like album, which came mm. tend to them, but uh, how to die north, which Definitely. again, which again was back to the early part of the part of the year, and yeah. uh, a great album by an American who now lives in Manchester, yeah. uh, and just wow. just a record that was. Again, it kind of went well with the Natalie Press album as well, because the Natalie Press album was reviewed by uh, Michael E. White, and his album that we reviewed a couple of years ago had that same kind of um, 70s feel to it. So, so, so there's elements of Beach Boys, Todd Rundgren, um, Nielsen kind of stuff going, going on it. And it was just genuinely just fun, beautiful record. Um, um, obviously, I would also mention, um, Laura Marlin album, actually, because again, it's that album that I liked at the start of the year, and then, yeah. then, then forgot about, and then came back, came back, came back to, and it stood up really, really well. That's good. To re listening, it's a really, really strong record. I scored that one highly. A Marina in the Diamonds as well. Kind of came out a similar sort of time. It did, yeah. Uh, which I scored less like that hardly, but not out of any kind of maliciousness. Because uh, there is some really blue, particularly. It was a song that I was listening to yeah. re- just recently the other day. Uh, it's a, a really good song off uh, that album. Um, it's basically been a good year. I said we'll, we'll post our for those for those sad bastards that uh, follow us <laughs> on. Uh, the, Twitter, also known as the loyal listenership, <laughs> and Facebook. We shall post our, our official top thirty lists on both of those Good. for those people that are very interested. For those others, we can look forward next podcast. Actually, probably not next podcast because it won't come out. Next podcast will probably be the usual BBC experiencing. What's it called? BBC. Um, what do they call it now? I don't know. Yeah, I call it. I call it Sound of Twenty Sixteen. That's the one. Thank you. And then after that. David Bowie. David Bowie? Who else has got an album out next year? Yeah. <laughs> it might be the end. <laughs> <sighs> Until then. See, just want to listen to a new Pet Shop Boys album. That's what it is, folks. Well, no, suddenly I do. Because <laughs> I, I, I know it's not going to be as bad as release. Oh. Please see last podcast. <laughs> Glad you explained that one. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. 2015 has been awesome. We're now uh, after the pub. Bye. We're off to the pub. You've been listening to the CTTV Music Podcast. <laughs>